Hello, and welcome to another episode of Houston, We yeah. Have a Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about buddy cop movies uh, and some of our favorite movies, including Lethal Weapon, Rush Hour, Bad Boys, maybe a little Men in Black. Um, so for today, we're going to be kind of uh, talking about what is a buddy cop movie and maybe some examples of what may or may not be. Uh, we're going to be comparing Lethal Weapon versus Rush Hour as what is the best buddy cop franchise of all time. Uh, wow. And then our guests here have uh, picked their own buddy cop pairs that we're going to put through the buddy cop movie gauntlet, gauntlet. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we will get into it. Um, our guest today, uh, he selected Lando Calrissian in the first round of a Star Wars basketball draft. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan. Hello, hello. <laughs> you did? Lots of yeah. Yes. Best basketball player in the Star And then he cars. picked Mace Windu. <laughs> no, no, he kept pa- Captain Panaka. Yeah, that's right, Captain Panaka. Why not? And our second guest gave us a Wizard of Oz starring Lord. It's Aaron. <laughs> hello, hello. Thanks for coming on, guys. Welcome back from yep. the first episode. Thank you, thank you for having me again. Uh, so before we get started with the main events, uh, we'll do as we <coughs> usually do, uh, just a little round table on what have you guys seen recently that you want to recommend or talk about. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I volunteer as tribute. Uh, I'm going to try and make sure that this is the last zombie movie that I mentioned for a little while, but uh, I recently watched The Cured on Netflix. Uh, starring Ellen, well, she's not the star, but she's in it. Ellen Page. Oh, um, no. generous. <laughs> me, me too. Oh, I was like, like, what? Sold that shit. <laughs> um, I forget who else is in that. It's not really anyone famous. It's a Irish, Scottish, or Irish movie, I think. Uh, about uh, it's the aftermath of a zombie outbreak where like eighty percent of the zombies have been cured, so they're like trying to reintegrate back into regular life, and it's like. Uh, and they're like rejected because like people have memories about what they did and stuff like that, and they're just trying to come to terms with uh, regular life. Who put this shit out? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any details about it. It's it's actually a good movie though. It's it's yeah, it's a pretty good movie, um, and uh, it's a little bit predictable. Like the second you hear a certain line or something mentioned, you'll know exactly how the movie ends. But it was still pretty good. Uh, yeah. Was it similar? There was a zombie movie that came out a year or two ago with a, a little girl who was a zombie. I think it was like the girl who knew too much or something like that. The, the girl with all the gifts? Yes. Was it similar to that? It's not at all. No. <laughs> not similar like... Because I like that one. Why'd you like it so much? Huh? Why'd you like that, it so much? Because yeah. it's like, it hasn't... It was different from any zombie movie that I've seen before. Hmm. And um, it, it was like very... It, it was like... A different perspective of like the people that are were zombies and now they're like rejected by society. It was like interesting. So is it like is it like the whole like outcast like yeah. caste system or is yeah. like lower level? Yeah, citizens? like it's like these people like they were lawyers and like politicians and now they have to like be janitors and like everyone hates them and like oh, fuck. yeah, and then they like they get pushed like they're like abused basically, and uh, and then Sounds I don't like want right. to no. <laughs> Not even, not even close at all. <laughs> but uh, can I just spoil it? No. Nah. Hey, well, okay. Last one. Well, what, was, what were the like the the visions and like memories that they were having? They were like, oh, they they had like flashbacks too, and it was like like feral, like oh yeah, my god, like, I am and just gonna tear that. Yeah, they're talking like, about like oh, I, like I remember what I did to like 
my brother and stuff like that. Oh, it's like, fuck. Yeah. So then this has like that heart element. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, okay. It's not like a silly, I'm like, it. normally what I would watch is like some dumb shit. So dumb very, shit. It's very drama, yeah. like dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's series. very character driven. It's uh, it's a good movie. Huh. Um, any, any like actors that we would know? Just Ellen Page. I don't remember anyone else. Gotcha. A bunch of British people. <laughs> this is just the last British? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? You two guys? Sure, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, nice. I really yes, I really liked it. I thought um, I thought Rami Malek. Uh, I think that's his, that's how you say his name. Yes. Yeah, um, I thought he did a, a hell of a job as, as Freddie Mercury, um, and the performances were amazing. Uh, everyone's acting was was pretty well pretty well done. I'm not a huge Queen fan, but I, I highly respect them. Um, and from what I heard, even the rest of the cast, even the rest of the, the people portraying the rest of the band members, apparently they looked, even, even <laughs> physically looked, and, and them playing the instruments and stuff, they were just like bang on. So, they, I used the old, they used the old band as like actual consultants. Yeah, the movie, two right? of the two oh, of the I, gonna, I read. Yeah. You're going to say they yeah. used no, the actual no. band to play themselves. <laughs> yeah, like they, yep. they consulted on the movie. And yeah, stuff, two, no? two of the. I, I don't know which two. Um, oh, yeah, I guess there were, there's only, there were only two left. So, yeah, yeah. those, those two, two, two of the guys left, um, they did consult with, okay, with the actors. I still haven't seen it. Like, I, I really wanted to see it, but I just haven't had the time. It's good. Uh, I was telling you before this, I wasn't a huge fan. I was a little bit underwhelmed. Uh, but one thing I did love is seeing Michael Myers get work again. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's in the he's movie, like and he's actually oh. in the trailer. And I was like, I did not know it was him in that. the trailer. No, you, it, just like I glorious. Like I, I didn't. He just pops up. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have known it was it was Mike Myers without being told ahead of time that that was him. So. Well, I think you kind of know it like when it's in the scene, but you don't know it like in the trailer. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought know. it was it was kind of funny because you know obviously he's known for Wayne's World and Wayne's World has Bohemian Rhapsody and a big scene so. Uh, well, that was nice no, Bullshit, I want to. I want to mention. I want to mention what his character does, but no, no spoilers. But yes. Yeah, I didn't get to spoil mine, so you don't get to spoil <laughs> yours. <laughs> Very well. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Yeah, so um, I saw a movie maybe a couple weeks ago called uh, The Night Comes for Us. It comes from the same uh, crew that put out the Raid series, Raid One and Two. Uh, so I believe it's the same director, and it's the leads from both one and two. Because in Raid one and two, they changed the leads. Uh, super gory, super action. Um, set in Indonesia, also has some like Chinese elements to it. So we're talking about um, an ex triad who is Indonesian, and he works for the triads, and he quits the triads. So they're always looking at him as an outsider, but he became like a corporal or something outsider. within the triads. And he had to leave because some fuck shit was going on. Like, they started killing, like, some fuck shit. <laughs> like, villagers and children. And he's like, yo, I'm not about this. And then he goes back to his gang in Indonesia. And it's just the internal Just quarrel. regular good old robbing Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Like, no, no. <laughs> it's wholesome, up, wholesome gang wear. It, it's really cool because you see, you see like, how, how their mob is. Like, triads and Indonesian mobs versus the low-level grunts. And just how they how they do their crime and shit like that. It's really interesting, but <laughs> what got me is just obviously all the nuts action and gore. Like, you see people's legs getting sawed off. And oh, fuck. That sounds amazing. The coolest part of this is I felt like the raid one and two was all the action sequences are focused on one person, like one lead fighting 50 people. But in The Night Comes For Us, there are sequences where it's two or three people fighting as a team against, like, a swarm of people, which gets really dope because they all have their own, like, Little special abilities, or you know, their their own proficiencies. So we could call this uh, a buddy gangster. 
Yeah, kind <laughs> of, kind of. It's so hard to it's so hard to like compare it to anything. Like I was saying, it's like John Woo meets like Ong Bak type stuff. So heavy into gun violence and the whole mob shit. But then you have a lot of like martial, just arts. martial arts sequences, and they're really, really done <laughs> well. Like you feel you feel your bones breaking. <laughs> Dan is demonstrating right now <laughs> yeah, so those, yeah. to the people at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I loved Raid 1 and 2, so I'm definitely going to check that out because the action was super great in those. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. One that I saw recently was uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, Fantastic Beasts 2. <laughs> uh, I actually really like the first Fantastic Beasts. I thought it was one of the better examples of how you make uh, an, another movie in an existing franchise. because so it was a spinoff. Yeah, like a spinoff. <laughs> like, but it was a self-contained story with good characters, and it didn't rely on all the references, because, I mean, I've talked about this enough on this podcast, I hate fucking hate references. <laughs> um, but the first one was good. This one was basically just a long episode of Game of Thrones where there's seven plot lines, and none of them get resolved. And I was like, at the end, I was like, why did I watch this? There was no story here. So hmm. I, I pumped Fantastic Beasts 1 a lot. I don't recommend this one at all. <laughs> huh. I was actually a little disappointed by the first one, but the second one I heard, I heard not it was mixed. Good. Yeah, like maybe that's for both of them. People are comparing this Fantastic Beast to the Star Wars prequels. I wouldn't go that <laughs> far. <laughs> like it's Wait, not what's terrible. That? Star Wars prequels? What are you talking <laughs> about? Only the best Star Wars movies <laughs> to ever exist. Um, okay, let's let's jump into buddy cop movies now. Uh, first segment, yeah. Paulo is going to be running, so take it away. What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's Paulo, your co-host here. Um, I'm, I have uh, I have put together, a co- compiled, if you will, a list of uh, certain movies. They may be buddy cop movies, they may not be. But uh, to get into the spirit of this episode, uh, we're going to uh, have a little lively discussion on whether these should be classified as buddy cop movies. Um, I have a few curveballs. In here, I have, nice. a, I have a few softballs to just get us started. For example, like it's not going to be as easy as you know. You have your rush hours, your your uh, bad boys one, bad boys two, uh, point break. Was that a buddy? Co- no, I don't know. I didn't even watch that one. Dan is still dancing. <laughs> Dan getting pumped. Um, dancing. Um, yeah. So uh, to kick it off, let's let's try uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yes. Right. I would say yes. Yeah. I think it's it's safe to assume that one is a. A buddy cop movie. Um, how about... Okay. Have you guys seen 16 Blocks with Bruce Willis and Most Def? Def? Yeah. I know you have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, no. That was something I was going to talk about with the segment of... There's a difference between is it a buddy cop movie and is it a good buddy cop movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would say sure, but it's not a good one. Are we going to get into a definition or are we gonna, or is that after? It's going to be we're, our, oh, our it's definition. Be fluid. We're gonna, yeah, it's we're going to work. Through we're going it. to build it. We're going to build it. All right, let's do it. So sixteen. Wait. So you you think sixty? You feel like sixteen blocks class can be classified as a buddy cop movie? I feel like you could justify it, but I would describe it as a poor attempt at a buddy cop movie <laughs> because I I feel like it's and, and this is one thing that I'll, I'll probably bring up a few times in this episode is uh, a lot of the times what you see in bad buddy cop movies is you get almost like the odd couple where here's two people that let's put together that don't like each other and don't want to be together. But if you look at the really good examples, like there needs to be something that connects them. Like they both want the same end goal. They both maybe have a different approach of getting there. But, and I feel like that one was more odd couple. Wait, we're talking about the same movie though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So like for the listeners as well, 16 blocks is about um, Bruce Willis. He's like a, 
the old. He's the uh, the Murtaugh type cop. I so mean, he's the by the book uh, kind of. Not really. He's just like that. he's like he's oh, a veteran. Oh, he's yeah. the veteran. Like, he's the I'm old just guy. Just waiting to retire. Oh, okay. And he has to uh, transport this uh, this uh, witness, most deaf. Uh, he's a uh, he's. Um, Famous rapper to all those who do not know. Oh. I, I wasn't trying to explain who Most Deaf was, <laughs> but in the movie, Most Deaf is like a witness. He witnessed like some cop, like some dirty cops. Uh, Most com- definitely, commit a murder. <laughs> his name is. <laughs> IMDb says his name is Yasin Bey. Yasin yes, Bey. Yasin yeah. Bey. Anyway, enough about Most Deaf. But <laughs> Bruce Willis has to transport this uh, this witness, who's like he's, he's like he's a he's a regular, not like a regular kid, but he's like. He's gotten mixed up in things, sure. Like he's from the wrong side of the tracks, I guess. And um, uh, it, it's like b- um, dirty cops are trying to kill most deaf, and it's like up to this. Uh, it's up to Bruce Willis to to save his ass. Save his ass, even though he doesn't really want to. Yeah. But is that what you were thinking of, Carson? I might have been thinking of a different one. <laughs> Attack I think, the block. I don't think both characters need to be a cop for it to be a buddy cop movie. So they both don't need to be cops. I, I would this argue... This is the first no. part of the definition. This is the first point of contention that I feel point. like oh, I we were going to... Okay. Uh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't isn't the name of the genre buddy and cop? But you could They could be buddies. <laughs> I, I think they could just be buddies. By the there end. is a reason why I would argue that that's not a buddy cop movie, is I feel like they need to be working together to solve something. And this one, they're just kind of on the run. And yeah. so well, I would be okay with one of them not being a cop if they were still doing detective type things or there right. was a bad guy they had to take yeah. down together right. well, how about this that's then fair. well how about how about a cop and a criminal informant because that's that's pretty much what 16 blocks yeah, is yeah that's that's essentially yeah what as it long is. as they carson makes a so good point they're, working they're doing for, that okay yeah. so it doesn't strictly have to be buddy and cop no i was i was i was being a bit facetious, facetious <laughs> there but but yes i, I agree with well carson. i know but the, it's like a but valid now that i'm remembering yeah. this movie more i'm going to change my opinion that it's not for that reason i just stated of like they're just on the run Okay. They're not. So this is not. I mean, their 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 motivation. I really don't but, remember this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Similar well, motivation. I mean, yeah. No, like the, their motivation at the end. By the end is like we have to, you have to get to testify so we can take down these dirty cops. So like they do have a goal. Like that's and, the whole driving force of them having to. Um, and and um, there's, do you there's, think there's, after? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, is there is there humor in this too? Because I don't know. Not really. This was it's, what it's I was gonna get into. Is that this is part of the genre too? But maybe we can. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there should be a bit of. Humor. But one of the the kind of acid tests I would give for that movie is, after the events of this movie, do you feel like those people continue to be friends? Well, at the end of the movie, most deaf, his character is like actually a baker, and his, he he talks about how his <laughs> his dream is to like open his own bakery. So he sends uh, Bruce Willis after his retirement like a some cake bread from his from his new bakery to show like he made it. <laughs> so he's they, alive. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He lives. Oh wait, <laughs> they make it by the way. But um, yeah, so like I mean they are they have a working relationship not working but even less than that they're like acquaintances I guess. Yeah, that's alright. Yeah, is that? I'm is, gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. So Carson I'm says still no. I'm saying yes. I still. Aaron say yes. says yes. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I never saw this movie, so. But from what you know. From, from what I've been hearing, uh, also no, because of what Carson was saying. Okay, so uh, let me direct this one towards Carson first. I'm gonna have one for each of you. So how about Speed? Would you count that as a buddy cop movie? Like Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> no, I I think. 
No. Keanu is definitely the main character. Yeah. And I, I feel like in a buddy cop movie, they have to be equally weighted. And I would say, I despite know, the fact that they're, they're equal? both cops, right? Sandra Bullock is in the climax. But... In more wit- no. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to stick with no because I, I feel like Keanu Reeves kind of steals the screen a little bit. Even in Rush Hour where it's really about Jackie Chan, like Chris Tucker is enough of a character where he makes it equally weighted. Whereas Sandra Bullock seems like more of a character that is more like a character foil to make Keanu be the like the one who actually goes through the plot. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's I'd like say a side she's, character she's, plus. She's yeah. not she's not a real foil to him. You know okay. what I mean? Like she's is not... she in uh, Speed 2? I never watched it, but I never uh, she is. She is, but the, it's not Keanu. It's not Keanu. It's yeah. a different uh, guy, yeah. But and also um I would say that uh with Speed or sorry, am I uh, Yeah, no. Uh, like everyone can. Okay. Uh I would also say that um there isn't the requisite uh humor. They're not they're not they're so not they have they're to not be goof- funny. Well, some of the time, not it. it can There's still be serious. Comedic elements, there needs I guess. To, yeah. Exactly. That's that's the phrase. Yeah. <clears throat> comedic elements, and they're not goofing. They're not joshing around with each other. It's a serious action movie. They they do a little bit. They do some quipping. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think that counts. Okay. No, I I think it does count because the whole elements of buddy cop is that they have quips amongst each other, and you know, like yeah, especially but... the idea of two cops that don't like each other initially. The that's all it's about. It's about that that tension. You know so what that, I mean? That comes off comedic. Okay, so, but, okay, how about, um, okay, for everyone, I'm going to open it back up to everyone. Well, it was open the whole time, but how about The Negotiator with uh, I don't remember that Samuel oh, I love that movie. and yeah. Kevin Spacey, Spacey. Uh, God rest his soul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's dead to us. Yeah. That's true. Um, he's dead to you society, mean apparently. You <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, Samuel L. Jackson, he's fr- he's a cop, he's, he's a negotiator. <laughs> he's framed for a murder of one of his colleagues, and, um, he, like, holds up in a, in a police building, and Kevin Spacey is the other negotiator brought in, that Samuel L. Jackson demands to, like, negotiate the, like, So it's two terms. negotiators negotiating. Yeah. Yeah. They're both cops. But what uh, makes that a buddy film, though? Huh? Are they I mean, working? To, I've never seen this movie. Because it sounds like they're working against each so, other. So, okay, it, it fulfills, like, a, a lot of the points that you guys mentioned. They, at the beginning, they don't like each other because, obviously, they're... like uh, different sides. Yeah, they're directly yeah. facing each other uh, versus each other. So they're adversaries. They're yeah. At, yeah, yeah, that's what the word I was looking for. This is why we have this guy. I like drinking. Vocabulary. Yeah. random words come out, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, at the beginning, and then, um, <laughs> by the end, they're, I'm assuming, they're, like, the end movie ends when... The, everything's resolved so you don't see if yes. you become friends or not but they they work together by the end to to take down the actual dirty cops yeah you know what's another movie like that i feel like okay. that's a common thing they start off as enemies and they figure out hey, yeah you guys are playing on the like I, I'm, I'm tempted to 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 also like you're so you're saying you you think the negotiators it does fulfill buddy cop or you, That's what I mean, argue. Well, Pers- I, I'll tell you my answer. What oh, I think after you. Okay, because I was I was gonna say uh, I'm I'm, I mean I'm tempted to to say that it, it is a buddy cop, but it's it doesn't have that it doesn't have enough humor. In fact, it that movie has like no humor. I don't really. think that humor is as important. I in, think it is. Like I think it. It's, I think it should be an element. Okay. I think the comedic. What do you okay. call it? The comedic element. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it should I, be an element. <laughs> were, we, were you gonna say something? One thing I'd say about buddy cop movies is I feel like. 
there should be continuity. It's if people are forced to be together for a certain scenario and then at the end of the movie they don't be friends, then I would say they're not really buddy cops. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in a true buddy cop movie, you can make four or five movies in a franchise because these guys are going on adventures all the time. Gotcha. You know, That's Riggs point. and Murtaugh are working down the, or walking down the street and then somebody's randomly shooting like a armored car because that's just shit that happens to buddy cops and then they got to do like more shit. Yeah, yeah. So if they don't end up friends at the end, then... If we they... can't see them being friends and having sequel like there being sequels... Yeah, there's yeah. no chance for sequels. No ch- oh, like, I, if you can't I, picture I that... Right. That's fair. They have to go on a vacation to Hong Kong at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then or to New York, because I've always wanted to go to New York. Right? <laughs> okay, so there's... there's two... <laughs> Every day, Square Madden. Uh, it's begun. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, there's two different roads that I want to explore here from that this last uh, point. So the first one is, how about... Uh, shit, which one was it? Um, Ride Along. Because there's a sequel. They're not friends at the end. Like, Ice Cube still hates Kevin Hart. No, and but th- th- I think that's the epitome of, of like, buddy Of cop. a buddy cop movie? I think so, yeah. But, like, because even by the end of the... Well, I don't really it's, remember It's a love-hatred, though, because he's still family at the end of the day. You're, you have some family that you hate, but like, you know that you still love them. I love all my family. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it, yeah, like yeah. I hate that fuck, but, you know, like, you're still family. <laughs> And okay. that's and that's the feeling I got at the end of both ride-alongs. Like, yeah, he's marrying into Ice Cube's yeah, like and he's, family, but he still hates like he still hates, hates him, him, but like he'll he'll have him around, and you know, like he's still hooking him up with with the whole career as becoming a cop. So you doing that essentially, you're you're a buddy, I guess. Does that uh, qualify it for you, Dan and Carson? I haven't seen either of them, <laughs> but from what I've seen in the trailers, I would agree that's a buddy cop movie. Despite okay. the it's fact like the that they're not, of buddy yeah, cop. Like, because see, well, yeah, that's... they're in a situation where they're trapped together, so they're going to continue to be together. Yeah. So yeah. But so okay, so but even by the end, they're not trying to be together. They're just stuck together, and they still don't. Well, Kevin Hart likes. But here's I... the thing: if they weren't forced to be together, could you see them at least hanging out anywhere? Like, say there was Ride Along yeah. Three, and he and they get divorced. I could see it. I could see it happening. Yeah. Like them, I mean, them interacting in the pre. I don't know like if that. if. If they got, oh sorry, if Kevin Hart got divorced, I don't even know their characters' names. If Kevin Hart's character gets divorced to uh, Ice Cube's sister, I don't see, like, no. it's going to be so hard to explain any reason for them to still be so together. That, that doesn't so. sound buddy cop. No, because um, throughout the movie, throughout both movies, you see that Kevin Hart has all these random competencies that they can essentially use in the future. Like, he's, he's he grew up as a gamer, so he's So he huge. knows guns? He knows guns. <laughs> no, and he's also, he's a, he's a really, really advanced wheelman. Like, you see that in the movie where he takes the car and he does some crazy shit that essentially Ice Cube couldn't do. So I can see that potentially happening and say, hey, we need your expertise on this. We can recruit you for that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so then, okay. So what's the, the consensus on, on Ride Along? It's, I think it's mostly yes, except for Dan said no, I think. I mostly defer to Aaron because he's actually... <laughs> I've, I've seen them, yeah. Yeah, I have to defer <laughs> to Aaron. But I love corny-ass buddy films. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... So, so this one directing back w- towards Dan. Yes, sir. How about Die Hard with a Vengeance? Because that one's funny. Uh, yes, yes, that is definitely a buddy cop. Movie. Definitely a buddy that's cop two, movie. Right? Def- that's no, that's three. no, that's three. that's okay. three. But Samuel L. Jackson. Sammy J. Samuel L. Jackson in no capacity is a police officer. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, uh, he's. But yes, I don't but think they're friends after. after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Uh... I don't. I don't know. At the at the very end, Samuel L. Jackson it never appears in any you, you, in any capacity. That that doesn't mean Dude. that doesn't mean that they're not. <laughs> that, yeah, this is making me rethink my definitions because 
John McClane is in two movies ahead of time, so it's like he's definitely the more weighted character. Yeah. But just watching Die Hard three, I would say, yeah, that's a buddy cop movie. Even though he's not in the two before, he's not in the two after. Yeah, and they're working exact like they're completely working together the whole. T- they're stuck together. They definitely hate each other the first time. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. of how they meet. Yeah. Um, this is one that was set in New York, and like it's yeah, like it's on like the like a hot ass summer day in like New York. Yeah, that's it's, the setting. It's 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 where it's where the relative of the bad guy Hans in Gruber. Die Hard one. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And he gets he gets uh Bruce he gets John McClane to wear that <laughs> sign at the beginning. The sandwich and walk board. Through, yeah, the sandwich yeah. board. Walk through I, I Harlem. Hate n-word yes it's weird i only remember the first you don't remember that for some reason the the one version the t the tbs version or whatever they edited it to say something else really (laughs) yeah it said i hate everyone (laughs) oh yeah yeah I thought it would so be maybe like, that's why I, I thought it was going to be it. fucked up, like, I, I don't like no-gooders or some shit. Like <laughs> no, it was like, I hate everyone. It was terrible. Did you guys hear, apparently, the writer of Shrek got, like, uh, he's been hated on because he used the N-word on Twitter. What? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because he was saying to use the term anti-vaxxer is equivalent to using the N-word. Oh, that's what he tweeted? Because he's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, jeez. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, wait, so then what's the consensus on uh, Die Hard? With a vengeance. Yes. Yes. I'd say yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to be caught. Wait, did we already no, they establish don't, that? No, they don't have to have, like, a relationship after the movie. They don't have to have a relationship But after I think it movie. is core for them to be working together, like, in an almost detective sense. Yeah. To being, to solve something going on. Yes. They're both working towards the same goal. Both trying to stop the bad guy. Okay. Okay, so, how about this? Well, how about movies that don't even have one cop, but it's two people trying to solve... Like, uh, so how about what was the new one with the cast of workaholics oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh game over man yeah would you consider that almost a buddy cop i would no. i would <laughs> i would, I would, say, would yeah i would, I, I would just consider that like a straight comedy because like comedy there's action comedy action because there's but they they do act like there aren't even any though. you know what i mean like they do try to foil a plan like that's i think that's important too. i mean it's it's very much the the uh, plot of die hard yeah yeah which helps that but no i, I would consider that okay on, on that <laughs> On that note, how about Let's Be Cops? So it's um, yes. Jake Johnson and um, who's the other guy? Um, uh, the son of uh, Damon Wayans. He's a Wayans? Yeah, brother. Yeah, Wayans. Okay, so th- this, th- these two guys pretend to be cops. I think so. And um, they just I like that movie. <laughs> abuse their power for, the, for two hours. <laughs> it's a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> I know, it's a really dumb movie. I would say that's real borderline. I could go either way. It's a, it's a long stretch for me, but I, I'd say yes. Like five percent of me says yes. So is that is that the only reason? Because they pretend to be cops. Because I haven't seen so this movie. They, like, there's one. I think there's a point where they like uh, they're going to a costume party, and then they dress up as cops, and then like people think they're actually cops. So then they start abusing their powers, so and they're like, "Oh my god, shit. this is awesome! We should do this all the time!" And then they start doing it, and then they get caught up in some like uh, some actual criminal activity. And they oh, start, so like, they do actually sort it. of save the day. But at the end. Kind of. It's I mean, weird, okay, so... They save the day by, like, ending up in the criminal's, like, building, and what's then the real cops What's come. his name again? Uh, the, um, the one that isn't a win? Jake, Jake Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, so his character ends up taking it a little too far, so that's the dynamic where um, he kind of actually wants to go this full-blown. Like, he actually yeah. buys a fucking used cop car, he buys, like... <laughs> A cop uniform and all this kind of shit pulls his buddy over and he's freaking out blah 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 <laughs> so like he takes it really far and the weigh-in was was kind of just roped into it 
That was actually... The Wien. The Wien. <laughs> he actually gets roped into the, the entire situation because of his, his buddy. So that that's it's a it's it's a stretch. Okay, uh, it's a stretch. So, it, but you say yes, right? I say, it, yes. it sounds okay. So I haven't seen this, but it, it sounds according to our definition. It and neither of them are cops. Sounds like it's it will qualify. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'd say yes. Okay, let's let's try and push it a little bit. I'm gonna slowly, like, gradually try and push <laughs> the boundary. We already were. Holy smokes. Um. Okay, I have. I think let's say two more. Okay. How about Shanghai Knights? Yes. I would say yes, but it's a bad one. Yes. <laughs> I'd put that right up to rush hour. It's like the same, the same, same dynamic. Yeah, the same Just dynamic. The only thing is that neither of them are cops either. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think they need to be cops, but I feel like it was. First of all, the action was definitely not as good as rush hour. No. It was not shot by like Jackie Chan wasn't chore- choreographing it with his crew. Yeah. Um, Shanghai Nights was good though because Donnie Yen was in it. I liked that one better. <laughs> the second one. Oh yeah. Uh, like yeah, That's I would so say hundred percent definitely <laughs> yeah. a buddy cop movie. But not a huge fan of it in my books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, D- Dan. Shanghai Nights? No idea. <laughs> Wait, have you not seen it? No, I haven't even seen it. Oh my, have you seen <laughs> Shanghai Noon? Owen no. Wilson and Jackie Chan. Owen Jen. Wilson and Jackie Chan. No, oh my no, god! <laughs> okay. John Wayne? John, I I wasn't John gonna, Wayne? I wasn't going to say anything, but... Uh, <laughs> you look very uncomfortable over I, there. I'm like, what the so I had to like call on you. Apparently. Okay, how about uh, Keanu? So it's uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel. And they're trying to rescue their kitten from, uh, like, mobsters. Again, that's another movie I don't like. <laughs> but I feel like it uh, fulfills all, the, all of our criteria. But I would easily Minus not that call that a buddy cop movie. I would just call it a cop I would movie. agree that based on what we've talked about, it fulfills all the criteria. But there's still something in my mind that says it's no. Missing. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. trying to figure out what is that criteria See, that, that I'm not that's saying. That's why I'm... That's, like, because all of the criteria are normal but i think we're we are missing something that i i think in some there has to be some sort of cop yeah, element like a, in yeah, there. yeah 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 like because we're, we're going a little too far where like shanghai nights i wouldn't even call that one a buddy cop movie maybe it has to be their like their job regardless of whether they're a police officer but it's like yeah this is a thing they're doing all the time and now they're being forced to do it with someone else who has a different approach to it it's like out of their comfort zone type thing. Well, they're being forced to go out of their comfort zone based on who their partner is, yes. but they're still doing their job. It's yeah. very like, this is my nine to five. I have, you know, a family outside of it, but it's like, this is who I am with my career. Mm-hmm. It's not just, here's one situation that I've been thrust into because yeah. in Keanu, those guys are not like that all the time. They've been forced into it because of what happened. Okay. I see. So, but, so does that apply to Shanghai Knights as well? What are their... No, I think feel like they're more... They're like authorities, aren't they? No. Jackie Chan is kind of. He's, like he's, he's a royal from guard. the fo- Forbidden City. He's a royal guard. Like, I think that's some sort of authoritative yeah. figure. I, I, I would I, take royal guard, yeah. Royal guard counts? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Owen, Owen let's be But cops, then Owen like... Wilson is completely an outlaw. Like, he's, he's a... So I think know. of him as like a criminal informant. No. It's a stretch. Actually, it's a no, huge that, stretch. Actually, no, that, I can... Okay, I can buy that. Okay, okay, last, about, okay, sorry, last yeah, question. Ahead. Ahead. How about this? Would you consider something like Sherlock Holmes a buddy cop? Yeah. Yes. I don't think so. Don't Why? Think so. Because I don't think that they're equally weighted characters. Mm, they, that's a good well, point. Because we're talking about two people, yeah, they do share the same screen time. Which Sherlock? The Robert Downey. I would say that one is more of a buddy cop than the Benedict Cumberbatch one. But that's a TV show. Sure. Which we don't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, what is but TV? Also, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock is not very Sherlock. Yeah, it's not like Benedict Cumberbatch is hundred percent Sherlock, but like and I that one's not a buddy cop. Yeah, theme but, at all. No, no. But I still don't think that the Robert Downey. I I would have to disagree with that one because it's one is their job. I think they're weighted enough, like closely enough. Also to to qualify, we have this like weird superior complex where Sherlock kind of talks down to um to to Watson and shit like that. Not you know so much mean? in the Jude Law Robert Downey Jr. one. Yeah, okay. that, they're much more equal on that one. Okay, okay, but yeah, so yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Like you have one person who's clearly way more like in, official, in, who has a intellectual lot more, prowess, and who has more responsibility, yeah. I guess. Oh, and all, yeah. Well, well, I think shots. the balance the, the balance shots. on that one is good because like he's. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is, as Sherlock is also like self-destructive, and then Jude gotcha. Law keeps okay, him so grounded. He's the supportive. So, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. feel like if they really wanted to make that a good, good buddy cop, you. if it was a good buddy cop <laughs> dynamic, Robert Downey Jr. would not have been as good as fighting as they made him. Because uh. like that's kind of why uh, Watson is around is he's like the muscle. Yeah, yeah. But they made pretty Sherlock pretty much like a superhero. So. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> fucked it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last one. To end it off, I think we've got it kind of nailed down. I don't know, but uh, to stretch the the boundary a little bit more, Training Day. Uh, not funny interesting. enough. Not funny enough. Like, I think it it's pretty humor. funny. <laughs> it has humor, but it's... we've been laughing at this movie for the last fifteen years, man. <laughs> no, I think there's too much hate between those two guys. They oh, never become buddies. They, they never... Right, exactly. By the end, could we see them in a sequel together? What? Oh, wait, he's dead! <laughs> I feel like it's the reverse of a buddy cop in the sense that they start off as partners and they end off Boom. as enemies. Boom! So is there, I like, like an anti-buddy cop? Enemy cop? <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking enemies? Adversary cop movie. Because we were talking about this a couple days ago, and... Uh, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I was 100% saying yes, yes, but after this discussion, I yeah. don't think it classifies as, yeah, as a I buddy agree. cop anymore. It's not. Just because the dynamic Wait. isn't... The oh, more, sorry. the better example would be, um, <laughs> what's the, the David Ayer one? End with, of Watch. End of Watch. That one, I think, is a, a better example. Like, if you're going with the Training Day model, it's more of a buddy cop than Training Day, in a, but it's very serious, it's yeah. more grounded, but I would still not consider it buddy cop because it's... There's no humor. What's End of Watch yeah. again? It it's the there. found footage one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael mm-hmm. Pena. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mind you, there is another movie that came out last year called War yeah. on Everyone with Michael Pena and uh, Alex Skarsgård. Oh, I have Which is that. definitely a buddy cop movie and really funny for anyone watching. Okay. Wait, sorry. I just thought of a... So cr- Training Day is no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. It's, it's a hard no. I'm going to say no. But, sorry. But okay. I was changed. I initially thought <laughs> yes. 100% yes. Okay, then on that note, so from leading from there, really last one, seven. No. No? It's it a hit. horror movie. Like. <laughs> I, I saw that. I was looking up lists of buddy cop movies, and somebody put seven in there. I was, I was yeah, like, what? I saw what? the same really? list, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't look at lists. I just... Like, was... They are cops. They are buddies. But <laughs> I mean, they're probably somebody not Somebody has a head in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Too many heads in boxes for that to be a buddy <laughs> yeah. cop movie. All right. Cool. Well, um... I think uh, the the main criteria they have to uh, have a mutual goal, some capacity of or like the, their job has to be some sort of law enforcement or whatever. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily law enforcement, but like that 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 theme, that vibe. Yeah. Do you uh, have two dynamics? You can either be friendly or you can start off with tension. Yeah. Start off with tension and then end up friendly. Well, that was a must have. Or you're just friends and you just 
the same dynamic is like consistent throughout the movie. Yeah, All right. Same dynamic. So if anyone was ever, if anyone out there was wondering what a buddy cop movie was, we have you're more the, confused. We have now. a word <laughs> now than when we started. Yeah, uh, not that anyone was ever wondering that, but hey, I. Uh, what's next? <laughs> uh, so we are, are now going to have me and Dan's rendition of a scene with Riggs and Murtaugh. Uh, so this is a scene from Lethal Weapon 1. Uh, it's kind of just after Riggs and Murtaugh have met each other and they're kind of chatting in the garage for the first time. Garage. Garage. <laughs> All right, so we will... Uh, hold on, hold on. Commence. I, I got to get the camera out for this one. Oh, no, no, no. I missed, I missed Carson's Nicolas Cage uh, monologue and I won't miss this one. We're on the, the right. wrong side, but anyway. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to switch sides? No, 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 no. All right, fine. There are those who say you're a good cop. I try. I heard about the little stunt yesterday. Pretty heroic. I pulled your file. Said you worked in the Phoenix Project in Vietnam. Is that right? Uh-huh. Assassination <laughs> stuff. It's over, you know. What is? The war. Uh, yes, I know. Just thought I'd remind you. That's some serious shit you carry. Be my guest. Hmm. <laughs> Nine millimeter Breda takes fifteen in the mag, one up the pipe, wide ejection port, no feed jams. What you got in there? Four inch Smith. Ah, six shooter, huh? A lot of old timers carry those. File also said you're into heavy, or you're heavy into martial <laughs> arts, tai chi, and all that uh, killer stuff. Suppose we have to register you as a lethal weapon. Slams door. Hey, look, friend. Let's just cut the shit. Now we both know why I was transferred. Everyone thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked, and nobody wants to work with me. Or think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked, and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. Guess what? What? I don't want to work with you. Then don't. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both fucked. Terrific. God hates me. That's what it is. Hate him back. Works for me. That was awesome, guys. I, I fucking loved it. Both voices. Oh, man. Thank you, uh, Rarson and Mert, Mert Dan. <laughs> Mert Dan. Mert Mert Dan. Mert Dan. I, Mert I, Mert Dan. I I'm definitely Murta. Yeah, I know. I fucked that up. Yeah, you did. Mert, Mertson. Cart, Cartal. Uh, <laughs> jumping off Diggs. of the, the uh, lethal weapon intro we just did, uh, we're now going to talk about what I assume are number one and number two for most people when it comes to buddy cop movies or franchises with Lethal Weapon and Rush Hour. I don't know if, like, we're, we're going to take stances at the end of this of which one we like more, but I think we can probably all agree that both of these are pretty solid. And if you disagree, we can fight. Yeah, like, <laughs> right now. Like, right, right, right now. now. Um, okay, so, first, before we, we go into which one's better, just want to talk about each of these franchises on their own. Uh, so, first one to talk about is Lethal Weapon uh, from 1987 to 1998. Uh, who wants to start off? Dan, I know you're a big fan of the franchise. How about you... Tell us why you like this franchise so much. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, I like it uh, mainly because uh, the two mains um, have such a strong chemistry. Uh, Riggs and Murta are uh, fantastic foils uh, for each other. Uh, And, um, yeah, and it, it starts, you know, has all the, all the, the normal formula that we, that we discussed. So it starts off, they hate each other. They're totally different. Um, and by the end of it, they, uh, um, they learn to respect each other. They start, they start becoming buddies. 
Um, and I would say they uh, they kind of learn a bit from each other, and uh, and and sort of embrace embrace uh, kind of the best of both worlds, or at least them as a pair. <laughs> and one thing I really loved in rewatching these movies was just the cleverness of the script that Shane Black cre- like wrote for the first four movies. And one thing it really made me miss about that you don't see in a lot of movies these days is subtlety. Um, <laughs> for example, in... Started Lake- the arguments already, are we? <laughs> no, this is... Like, I'm not even the arguing You're against Rush Hour. Rush Hour is all about subtlety. <laughs> what do you but, mean? <laughs> so, so here's an example. In Lethal Weapon 2, there's an ongoing thing that's with Murtaugh's wife's station wagon. And it just slowly gets beaten up throughout the movie where it's like somebody falls in the windshield here. The door gets knocked off here. And it doesn't like it's not a scene that takes you out of the movie like BB-8 riding an ATSC in The Last Jedi. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's, it's just face. a thing that happens. Or in Lethal Weapon 1 where they just met each other. They're working to each other. This is before the famous roof jump scene where uh, Murtaugh's giving him some advice. And then Riggs says, Roger. And Murtaugh says, what? Because... Murtaugh's first name is Roger. And he's like, oh, uh, 10 4. Yeah, 10 4. It's just like little things like that that don't bring the movie to a halt and keeps it going. I feel like Lethal Weapon is just littered with all those. And it's one of the better scripts that are written kind of in a franchise throughout. It's definitely a more mature and like clever movie versus rush hour like actually I, don't get me started hold on okay <laughs> oh, we're, we're full disclosure rush hour already... 2 is like in my top five movies of all time just, <laughs> just because of what it means to me so that's yeah. a huge bias on my end we, but i'll admit that fucking lethal weapon is definitely a lot more mature of a movie it's, I, it's, oh, it's, it's sure. way more way more grounded i i we're kind of already getting ahead of or like we're already comparing them I guess that's well, okay. No, okay, no, we won't get into it. Seven minutes. One of the, uh, also, one of the things I liked about uh, the beginning of Rush Hour, and it's sure. really weird, but Rush the first time you see both of them, they are shirtless, which I know this is a weird point, but it's you, you first meet Murtaugh, he's in the tub, so, and then his oh, family yeah. is in to celebrate yeah. I was going to mention that too. And then the next, which is weird, which in Lethal Weapon 4 they make up for because they do the same thing in the, and his wife puts a towel over it. <laughs> which I'm like, you should have done that in the first one too. Um, but then the next scene you see uh, Riggs in, in his bed. trailer naked, naked. With a cigarette. Oh yeah, sleeping. you see his but, butt. But <laughs> it, it, it goes back to something you see in the entire thing. franchise of you see why they're similar, you see why they're different. Because you see Murtaugh surrounded by family he loves in a nice house, and then you see Riggs in like a shitty trailer. But you see them kind of both starting morning of the day Parallels. shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there, there's just a lot of those that you see why they're different, and they constantly, even when they're friends, their differences come up. But you also understand why they will be friends, and you can believe, yeah, these people like Riggs is even almost living out of Murtaugh's house at certain points in the franchise, and you're like, yeah, I can see them being friends. And I think that's something that a lot of buddy cop franchises get bad. Uh, I think of R.I.P.D. as a, <laughs> a bad example of this, where it's just like, let's take two people who hate each other and force them to be together. But that's not the buddy cop uh, formula. It's it's more than that. They have to be more complex than that. I think yeah, you brought up a really good point. So on the first in the first Lethal Weapon, just talking about how they work on their chemistry. Um, I think the best example is when Riggs has dinner for the first time at Murtaugh's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of see that they're slowly starting to like each other. And, and Murtaugh is, is just like, you know what? Just live. Don't kill someone. Don't kill someone tomorrow. And then I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a break. And you kind of see the walls breaking down and, and their chemistry just building just from that small moment. And it's super subtle, but like it's, I think it's a huge pivotal moment, pivotal moment in the relationship. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Is that that's that's also when they're on the boat, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that that's the kind of character development scenes, like the bit of drama and obviously yeah. there's humor that they throw in there. That that's what I yeah. Like, that's what like I really it like. even got to the point where. Um, Riggs is leaving Murtaugh's house and he's just like, I love your wife's yes. cooking. And then, and then Murtaugh's like, like do no, you really you... like your, my wife's cooking? No. And he's like, no. And he straight into talking shit about yeah, his wife's yeah, cooking. Like, man, that's what but friends do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, and that's Murtaugh, exactly what Murtaugh just do. smiles at him. Murtaugh's yeah, like, yeah. oh, great. A guy who's actually willing to admit. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, like he's not full of shit. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's 100% genuine with what he's saying. You know what I mean? And I also give him credit for doing something after that initial, because the first movie's easy. You take two people who aren't similar, you put them together, there's comedic scenes. Yeah. But you look at Lethal Weapon 4, and Murtaugh's about to become a grandpa, Riggs is about to become a father, and they have that thing where it's like, this is what's bringing them together, and they're both going about it in different ways. Yeah. And it's like, they actually took that thing, like, everyone can do the first movie, but they progressed on it, and I give him credit for that. It didn't fall apart after yeah. the first one or even two movies. Man, I feel like we're just going to shit on Rush Hour. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to shit on Rush Hour 3, but not 1 and 2. And, and that's like... Except Rush, young. Lethal Weapon 3 was probably the weakest of the Lethal Weapon franchise, but it wasn't terrible. Third one is always the weakest. <laughs> but then why was the fourth one good? It's well, Jet he, he, just, he just mentioned oh, maybe. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, Jet Li. I forgot about that. I just remember Joe Pesci and fucking Chris Rock. Yeah, Joe Pesci is the one thing I really didn't like about yeah, Lethal Weapon 2, one. 3, and 4. That was the in-your-face, like... Really? But then he did his job. He did, he, like, he was there's Joe always Pesci. that annoying character, and it's like, yes. there's been worse ones of those, because I thought it was funny because it gave them something to hate on. Yeah. And it was, there was funny moments created by them hating he, Because on they were getting along too well, yeah. so they yeah. needed someone to yell at. But it was say, so... shut up! Shut up, Leo! You, you look at, like, um, and we'll talk about this in the Rush Hour segment, but... Carter in Rush Hour, he's supposed to be the annoying character, but you still like him. Whereas like Joe Pesci, there's nothing really to like about him. Kind of just annoyed of him the entire yeah. time. I just see fucking Home Alone whenever I see Joe Pesci. <laughs> I see that fucking sticky bandit. Uh, but I think one of the other things that I can give Lethal Weapon credit for is it knew when to be silly as well. Like it was a lot less silly than some of the other buddy cop franchises like Rush Hour, Men in Black, Bad Boys. But you could still have the ending of Lethal One or Lethal Weapon One with Mel Gibson doing a shirtless water fight on a lawn surrounded by <laughs> caps or surrounded by cops with Gary Busey. So it's like <laughs> it knew when to have that eighties machismo <laughs> cheesiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that scene was so badass. <laughs> badass? I don't badass. know if that's what I was gonna do. Badass. Bad, but... <laughs> no, that's it was just great. Ass, man. <laughs> the cops only only back then. <laughs> Would the cops sit by and, like, say, all right, these two guys, they got to fucking go. Yeah, out. like, <laughs> even, like, like, Murtaugh is like, everyone stay out of this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> All the yeah. cops. He needs it. He needs this. Let them you, fight in front of my house and my family. You would never be able to <laughs> make oh Lethal Weapon these days because there was so much, like, unnecessary property damage. And, like, <laughs> they make fun of the psychologist every episode. And it's like, <laughs> mental health has become a thing where you can't do that anymore. Uh, there's also an interesting line where 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 Riggs says... I watch the TV show, guys. <laughs> oh, you do? Well, I do. It, you, interesting. Maybe you can comment on that in a minute. But uh, but speaking of that, Carson, uh, at one point, Riggs says uh, that he's, he's putting out the, the fire. And he goes, uh, what, what, what do you... And, 
uh, oh, oh, Mur- Murtaugh's putting out the fire on Riggs' like jacket. Yeah. And then and then Riggs says says, "What are you a fag?" Oh yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just when no, I like saw that, PC I was like, shit "Whoa!" That, that yeah, that wouldn't fly. But no it's way. funny you said that about mental health and stuff because I know this is irrelevant, but in the TV show, it's actually a huge thing because they talk about Riggs's actual P- PTSD. Mental health. Yeah, or, PTSD, yeah. and that's a, that was a huge like topic on it, and and this uh, the. Um, what is it, the therapist, psychiatrist, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, she plays a huge role in it because she deems if Riggs is able to actually get out into the field. You know what I mean? For, so, fit for duty type Yeah, thing, fit yeah. for duty, yeah, because, like, he, his, he's definitely depressed. You know what I mean? Like, his suicidal tendencies and all that kind of shit. So, like, I like that aspect, too, in Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah, because the whole has, suicidal, it, it has the whole... <laughs> com- the hollow point bullet that he kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pulling out. And then he gave it to Murtaugh. He gave it to Murtaugh. So sweet. They're good buddies. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's shift gears and let's talk about Rush Hour, which I know you guys are both passionate about. So <laughs> Super passionate. <laughs> but FYI, we, we just love the outtakes. <laughs> like, I think I think 90% of my love of this movie is the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay, so after re-watching Rush Hour 1... I'm going to focus on Rush Hour 1 first. Like, I don't think it gets enough credit about uh, for how clever that one actually is. Because... I wouldn't use clever. No, but... it, it actually is. There's, like, so many... So, Carson talked about subtlety before. But, like, there's there's a lot of moments where... I you Like, okay, for example, um, when all the FBI is in uh, in the consul's house. Or consul, yep. Uh, and then... Chris Tucker is like he's he's going off on one of his rants and then he's like I'm gonna call someone like uh, my my boss or something tell him about G14 classified or something like that yeah. so he's walking over to the phone and it rings right as he's about as to he pick it up, it up as he picks it up and it's the bad guy calling and it's the bad guy he's like hello who's this <laughs> and and then he that's how he ends up like negotiating with the bad guys <laughs> that's like clever that was a coincidence that was no, a no, no 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 but like I, that, I agree with Paul that's, that's subtle like that's that's a, a Funny moment that it, they don't beat you over the head with it. Like, yeah, it's a plausible like. It's like, a plausible this, thing that this happened. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, okay, that's yeah, how okay. it like furthers. The I plot. actually like, <laughs> and it's funny. I actually like Rush Hour One better than Two, actually. I, and maybe I this is the I unpopular. It's tough. Oh, yeah. You agree? Uh, all right. Because Rush Hour, so Rush Hour One, it had all of that like the the whole character of like bringing them together. Like it's it was the East meets epitome. West. It was the definition of East meets West. It, it, it was the epitome of yeah. buddy cop. It was like <laughs> literally, yeah. Like yeah. they they don't like each other at first. Well, for one for one one reason, Jackie Chan doesn't even speak to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um and they're like actually like fighting. And then th- by the end, they're like not only it's not just like we've gone through this shit, so we're friends now. Like they find like common ground. Like they're talking about their dads and stuff. Yeah. And like, and their whole approach to police work and everything, and then they actually become buddies. And then in Rush Hour Two, it continues, but it's not like, it, it's not. Uh, they, they don't have quite the same character moments in two, in the second I, one. I think, yeah, like like the main character moment in one that I can remember is when before they go into the restaurant, and then he teaches them yeah. how to dance, like yeah, yeah, dancing, yeah. and then and then or and like then, how to disarm. I was the, just gonna say right, so yeah. they, they both learn something from the other. Yeah. They both are inspired by the other. And I it's think not that's you big... all, it's y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of continue that in Rush Hour 2, though. Yeah, it's they... mostly just, like, the friction between them, like, their personalities. Yeah, but they, it's they bring still, out yeah. the same old, like, I didn't, like, like, um, Jackie Chan says, I did say that! And then, and then, uh, Carter says, said, no, you didn't! I said, boom, says, boom! <laughs> yeah, I said, boom, boom! But, but that's the gag that they just reuse yeah. in number two. Yeah, yeah, and number one, that's a new... Like, that's, that's, that's well, yeah, I mean, too, so, right? like, Rush Hour 1 was the gr- the perfect base for Rush Hour 2, and then Rush Hour 2, they just played off that to, like, 
it's you liked this, so we're gonna yeah. give you this. For no, the not whole to say movie. that two's bad. It's, it's not bad. Neither it's of them just, are bad it's at fun all. to watch. It's entertaining. They're fun movies. It's funny. Yeah, and it's not cheap funny. Like, for as a, for a comedy, like if you think about comedies, like, sometimes a lot of, I don't know. Like sometimes I thought that it was a little bit too. Whose much side about... are you on, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's just no, being okay. honest. Like, yeah, yeah. like I thought that the cheesy shit was like the detective you. Like, mm. that kind of shit... That, that's, that's why we're not talking about Rush Hour 3. <laughs> no, even in general... I want to like, talk about Rush Hour 3. Yeah, <laughs> like, all the, the shit about Jackie fucking um, pronouncing shit, like, differently and stuff, and yeah. and Chris Tucker interpreting it wrong, like, I thought that was just overdone the entire Wait, for which, which one? In Rush Hour 2, yeah, he's trying to speak Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it... it like, that's the bloopers, though. I know. No, no, that's, like, in the movie. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, Chris no. Tucker's trying to speak Chinese, and then he always gets it wrong. No, it... it Oh, yeah, he's, he's the got the little boy. He wants yeah, them yeah. to he's get naked to... and yeah, sacrifice yeah. a goat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that okay, sure. I, like I think Rush Hour 1 and 2 flow so well together that you could almost watch that as a 4-hour movie and yeah. it would work. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. they just they're playing off the same jokes they do in the first one and it works so yeah. well. Yeah. But Rush Hour 3. Well, no one talks about that fucking movie. Look, I never did watch it, so, to be honest. We all make mistakes, you know? We, we probably all agree it's not a good movie, but there are some hilariously bad written moments. <laughs> yeah. Like when they're in the hotel and Jackie Chan's like, let's order a dirty movie. I know. And it's like, who wrote this it's movie? It's like completely out of character. It's but just... it's the same person who wrote Rush Hour 2. But, like, okay, what what I think happened there is just like, it's been so long, We let's do a Rush Hour 3, let's have some what fun. What was the time? Between two and three. There's at least, so like, was... five years. Yeah, so, okay, I mean, context five. for this, the difference between Lethal Weapon 4 and Rush Hour 1 was two months. They came out right oh, same summer together. Rush, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Rush Hour, and then Rush Hour, or Lethal Weapon 3 to Lethal Weapon 4 was about, I think, eight years. And then Rush Hour 2 to Rush Hour 3 was also about six years or seven years. So it was a while after. Yeah. It was after it was done being... I mean, off the cobwebs. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> like, I compare it to um, if you ever watched um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? So, like, love that movie. Or love that show. Yeah. So, like, the back, back when Whose Line Is It Anyway, the American version first started, it was like good. And then when it came back, it was kind of like weird. It was like kind of the same, but not really. And it was just like not. They were trying to force good. it. They were trying to force it, and that's how I see Rush Hour three versus Rush Hour one and two. And also the point where, like, it's uh, in Whose Line Is It Anyway, when it came back, it's, like, all these old guys kind of being, like, perverted a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> being gross. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, Chris Tucker fawning over Sue Young. Like, <laughs> Sue Young. <laughs> so young. <laughs> Yo, she is so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just Rush Hour 3, I, I, we don't, we don't claim that. <laughs> Damn, but, he won't be in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> but... But my point, like, Rush Hour 1 and 2 are actually really, they're very good movies. They're fun to watch, and they're funny. It's, they're they're and, fun. And random cool characters, like Don Cheadle was jokes. And, yeah. Don Cheadle was great. And I, 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 I stand by the, the humor not being cheap, especially compared to a lot of comedies nowadays. There's there's the odd moment where you're like, oh, sacrifice a camel with shave your butt type <laughs> stuff. But, like, throughout the whole movie, you're bound to have yeah, at least, yeah, like, yeah. one or two of those. Yeah, that's true. So, it was... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it was the light... So Rush Hour is like the light version <laughs> of a of a buddy cop. Yeah. And Lethal Weapon is more of the but true I, down grit. to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I mean like gritty. when we're talking about the actual buddy cop criteria, if we want to go into that, I think Rush Hour fulfills that co- it completely. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Also, I think we're talking about two different audiences too though. 
Yeah. Like, the people who go see Lethal Weapon aren't necessarily the same people who are going to see Rush Hour. Well, Rush I Hour, <laughs> I think Rush Hour is a lot more family-friendly, like, it's a lot more flagpole than Lethal Weapon. So, yeah. I guess this is transitioning into the Lethal Weapon versus Rush Hour conversation, but I, I binged these all together, and it was <laughs> really interesting to go from, like, first of all, Lethal Weapon 1, which is a much more dramatic movie, and then they just get really silly. And I feel like Lethal Weapon 4 is when Shane Black really figured out what the buddy cop formula was. Because you have that combination of drama uh, and the comedy kind of blending together. And then Rush Hour started there. And it's a much more, like, the pace is much, it flows a lot easier. It's a lot easier to watch. It's much more action-oriented. Which I think is both a plus and a minus. Because, yes, you get easier to watch, better action, funner movie. But you don't get those character moments that Lethal Weapon 1 was, like, that Lethal Weapon had. An example of this is, you never see where Lee or Carter live. <laughs> and that's, maybe it's a, a tiny point, but, that's like, true. when I'm watching a movie about a cop, I want to see where they live. Because yeah. I want to see how shitty their apartment is, because it's like, I'm not a cop for the glory. Cop is my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to see where they hang up their hatch? I'm, yeah. I'm in it for the job, yeah. I get that. I you don't get enough of those in Rush Hour, but mm. you... you still get enough to know what their characters are. You do understand who they are, but it's like, it doesn't slow down enough. The, the movies are very much like, they probably take place over a short amount of time. Oh, like a couple of days? Yeah. If yeah. A week at most. I think it's like, there. it's Rush Hour 1 and 2 are definitely more, way more plot driven than character driven. Like, they have those moments, like, yeah, small bits. Super character driven. Yeah. But like, they have the small moments of, of character in Rush Hour 1, but it's not like, it's enough to give you the idea, like, this is who they are, and then let's get back to, like, having fun. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then I guess after Rush Hour 1, they just said, fuck character development altogether, <laughs> just because, like, they've established the characters, there's really uh, no other new information that they They did gonna... a little bit in, in Rush Hour 2. Like, they tied in, uh, uh, what's his name, Ricky, Ricky... Ricky Chan. Well, That's Ricky one of the points yeah. of Rush okay, Hour, okay, is okay. every movie is about jackie chan's side <laughs> you never really have a bad guy that's because of chris tucker's side that's true yeah that's, i think that's because well that was just like a purely business thing where like that was jackie chan's foray into american cinema also it's like based on their jobs like he's he's tied to like royalty in china and Chris Tucker's a beat cop, like he's he was a traffic cop. You know what I mean? So it makes a little bit more sense that that all the tension and all of the plot leads towards Jackie's shit. I mean, ja Jackie Chan is the main character. Like I think between the two. No, no, Rush Hour is definitely just a Hong Kong action movie with Chris Tucker along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he plays that character so well that it's not just the comic relief character; it's mm -hmm. a legitimate main character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I agree. But yeah, the, the action in the Rush Hour movies are incomparably better than in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Murtaugh's old. Yeah. They're, newer, they're newer movies, okay? <laughs> Murtaugh's too old for that shit, man. I'm too old for this shit. He, said the word, he says the word shit like I don't know how many times. He's like, he says that phrase at least like six times every yes. movie. No, no, he only says it like once a movie. Cause I remember he said it at least three times in Lethal Weapon 1. Because I just watched it this morning again. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's that, that speed in the middle and say twice. <laughs> okay, fine. But, I only, but he I only says, heard it once. He says the word shit though a lot. He like when when um like you know when 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 Riggs and and Leo are falling out the oh and the bad guy are going out and they fall into the pool and yeah. he's like shit <laughs> and, and he says shit a lot. I do appreciate that Lethal Weapon's an R-rated movie because yeah. you just you won't no one will ever make Lethal Weapon these days. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You wouldn't be able it's, to. Uh, it's a relic of the past. Also, um, I want to sorry. I have like food in my mouth. 
I want to make a point. <laughs> Chew your food. Chew your food, sir. I do want to shout out Lethal Weapon for, um, even though it's not there's not as much action, there are like some really good moments that it doesn't require like a huge choreographed action scene or like a car chase or anything. Like the point where um, Murtaugh's on the toilet <laughs> with the toilet with bomb. The bomb. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty cool scene, and it's like it's him sitting on the toilet. I, I like I enjoyed that concept. It's pretty cool. Which uh, kind of shouts back to last episode when I talked about the Predator, uh, <laughs> and the reasons why I actually kind of liked it, despite the fact that everyone thinks it's the worst movie ever, which I kind of understand. <laughs> but like Shane Black, he knows how to write a really clever script. Like he can take a moment of people sitting in a car, and it's entertaining. Like it's well written, and like I, I feel like the writing and Lethal Weapon is to those franchises what the Jackie Chan choreographed action scenes are to the Rush Hour franchises. It's like, they both have their same pull, even though they both have elements of both. That's fair. That's super fair. But, uh, so, to be, to be transparent here, we came into this episode with me thinking I was on the Lethal Weapon side. I rewatched all of them, and it's like, I feel like they're, it's, it's really hard to compare. Like, they're they such different They're, they're very so different. different, yeah. Like, I love Lethal Weapon, I love Rush Hour. They're both great, but you just, you can't say one is... Which is hilarious, because in my head, I thought you were going to shit on Rush Hour the entire time. <laughs> so did I. Rush and Hour is also a very clever movie. Like, it's, it's yeah, well done, it is. subtle. I'm going to stand it. by that till the day I die. Like, it has its purpose. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? Similar to Carson, I went into this thinking that, oh yeah, 100%, I'm all over, I'm going to be all pro-lethal weapon, and I'm not going to like Rush Hour. Yeah. But the, I actually watched Rush Hour first, mainly because I thought to myself, I just want to get this over with. <laughs> but uh, but I actually ended up enjoying them because, yeah. It's the light. Day, it's fun. They're, they're, it's light. It's fun. Mm. It's, it's entertaining. Um, mm. Yes. So I, I also feel like they're very different. One's on the super silly side of, this, of the body cop spectrum, which is, of course, Rush Hour. And then Lethal Weapon's a bit more on the grounded, you know, dramatic side. Yeah. So that's a pretty... Uh... I think I, I'll be the asshole and say <laughs> that I actually went rewatching. well... I think it might have been the first time I watched Lethal Weapon, the first one. Um, I actually wasn't, I didn't as enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Hmm. I mean... It's different from the... I think it's like, yeah, it's just a sign of the times, I guess. Also, like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just like, even even with the character stuff, there were some points, like, especially with Mel Gibson being crazy, it's like, I'm going to be crazy now! <laughs> At one point, he does the fucking, like, Three Stooges, like, the... Yeah, yeah. I was like, what yeah, is going you, on? Shoot me. <laughs> shoot, shoot me. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Ah, dude, that scene's great, though. Mel Gibson's <laughs> a much better action hero than I remember him being. He has that thing where Tom Cruise in movies, you just see Tom Cruise running, and he runs really well. Mel Gibson also <laughs> has that. Run. Where it's like, you see Mel Gibson running, and you're like, yeah, something, like, shit's going down. <laughs> I just love fucking Mel Gibson's hair and Lethal Weapon. Like, the Jerry curl or whatever the fuck he's doing. That was dope. Jerry, I don't... I don't think like, it's a Jerry curl. But it's like it's halfway like a, to a, a mullet. Perm, it's like, yeah. It's, it's a mullet. A, it's just a straight mullet. <laughs> anyway, I was going to end that segment saying we had found common ground, but you fucked it up, so... <laughs> we, will, we will move on to the uh, the second scene reenactment of oh, our wait. episode. And as Paulo shoves food right into his mouth. So we're going to have to delay a little bit. Dan, do you have any last comments on... Uh, what do you guys think of Men in Black and where it fits into that argument? I think it's on the, the wild, crazy, goofy side. Yeah, like it's, 
I think it's even a lot crazier than Rush Hour was. Ah, uh, I wouldn't say a lot. Crazier. Just because they, I, you're throwing in aliens and like just that element itself it's is definitely, just so wild and crazy. It's, it's definitely more on the silly yeah. side. Like, like it's, I wouldn't it's consider like it gritty hour. at all. It's it's more like Rush Hour than it is like Lethal Weapon, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, do you guys want to introduce your scene here? <laughs> Go for it, Aaron. <laughs> All right, so this scene is from uh, Bad Boys 2. This is when Marcus and Mike Lowry meet the dude that is dating Marcus's daughter. All right. Yes. Um, <coughs> hold on. To get in the spirit. Can you zoom this anymore? Uh, PSA, it's going to get really offensive. Um, yeah. We don't normally talk like this, I swear. <laughs> I can also bleep stuff out if you guys. Need yeah? To. Maybe. No, I think we <laughs> no, should No, no, I won't. I think we should be fine. <laughs> we will censor ourselves. Um, so Carson will be playing the part of Reggie. Uh, Aaron will be uh, Marcus. And uh, I, Paula, will be um, Mike, Mike Lowry. Of course, yo. The good-looking god. Oh, from Bad Boys 2. Yeah, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> so that doesn't, that's not as important. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. Oh, okay. Okay, so let, let's start this shit. All right, we're getting old, Mike. One of them young punks coming to take my baby out on her first date. Who the fuck are you? Hi, Mr. Burnett. I'm Reggie. What are you doing here? I came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. How old are you? Well, I'm 15, Mr. Burnett. Motherfucker, you look 30. Show me some ID. I, I don't have none on me. You don't have no ID? Get your ass up on this wall. That's you, Aaron. What's your problem? <laughs> you think you know it all, little young Thundercats? You got joints on you? No. You smoke that shit? No, sir. Trying to get my daughter high? Do you smoke that shit? Who that is at the door? I'm Reggie. <laughs> Who the fuck is Reggie? Came to take Megan out. Wait, <laughs> I think I screwed it up. <laughs> what, what you want? I'm here to take his daughter out. What's your name? Reggie. I heard, I heard the motherfucker say your name, Reggie. Taking Megan out. How old is you? Fifteen. Shit, boy, you at least 30. <laughs> this is Mike. Can you fight? Yeah. You can fight, motherfucker. You can't fight. Mm, look at you. <laughs> Somebody taking my niece. Oh, yeah, what? <laughs> Somebody taking my niece out. I want to know if he can fight. Somebody might say something. The boy can't fight. She can't go. <laughs> is that Mike? Yes, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Megan's godfather, okay? He just got out the joint. Man, why are you putting all my business out on the street? I just got out of jail. I ain't going they back. Him, they call him. I ain't going back. What's wrong with you? You scared? You ain't never seen a gun before? Look, don't disrespect me in front of this company. That was me. That's my <laughs> line. <laughs> Stop pointing the gun at the boy. You, you a big, tall, ludicrous-looking motherfucker, ain't you? You rap? No. Hey, Mike. Now, li oh, Move, bitch. Get out the way. If I see you on the highway, stay the fuck out of my way. Get out the way. Uh, that's now it's you, Aaron. This is the longest scene. <laughs> now listen. Now listen. I have my daughter home at eleven fifty nine. If she ain't home at eleven fifty nine, I'm in the car. Okay. Lock, loaded, and hunting your motherfucking ass down. Do you hear me? Speak up. And I'll go with him. And if I'm there, you know what it'll be? Chitty, 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 bang, bang. That's what it's going to be. Marcus, Reggie, baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Forgive Megan's dad and his silly friend. 
<laughs> ah, that was great, guys. That was awesome. But you know, you know, I think you guys missed a, a few lines, though. Hundred percent. Just saying. Just, Just saying. A few. <laughs> we need we need my cue person, you know. I, I was giving Aaron stage directions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to go into our final segment of the evening. But before that, pop quiz, assholes. Oh! Oh, oh shit! For, uh, a very quick segment. Uh, so I have six names on a piece of paper here. I'm going to give each of you two. And when I say the name to you, I want you to part their, partner them up with a buddy cop. The perfect buddy cop for this person. I don't want to hear your rationale. I don't want to hear your thought process. <laughs> Give me a name. The first one that pops into your head. Do you guys understand? So each of us yes. will get two people? I'll go in order. I'll, yeah. Yes. So, I just want a name back. I just want a name back. Ideally, it won't take name. longer than five seconds. It can be anyone. can be anyone. All right. Okay, ready? Felipe Roche, a.k.a. Jean Reno from Godzilla 98. R2-D2. Rose from <laughs> The Last Jedi. Spider-Man. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Lando Calrissian. Oh my god. <laughs> Hermione Granger. Ron Weasley. <laughs> Wait, can I change that one? <laughs> nope. Drax. Agent Carter. Cassian Andor. Uh, Captain Panake. Whatever his name was. <laughs> Panaka. Panaka. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Our last. There's nothing else about this. this Our is last awesome. segment of the evening. Never you guys have again. each selected your perfect buddy cop pair that we are going to put through uh, the obstacles that we usually have for buddy cop movies. Uh, usually, when we do this type of pick your own crew type thing, it's about how effective they are. This one is not about how effective they are. It is based on how entertaining the story is. Extra points are going to be given for creativity. <laughs> and how well you align to existing buddy cop movie tropes. So again, it's not just about accomplishing the task, it's about right, the journey along the way. <laughs> so oh boy. before I go, you'll, you'll have four stages, and essentially you'll have five minutes for each stage. There's not going to be turns, it's just going to be open floor. Once you guys know the scenario, talk about what your, your team would be doing, why you're better than other teams. Probably more on like what your teams are doing. Uh, but before you do that, I'll just have you guys quickly tell me who you picked and a very basic rationale for why you picked those people uh we'll go this way around so dan how about you go first all right so i've got cal drogo what? and aquaman <laughs> what all right all right all right both played by jason momoa of course <laughs> is it like a, a clumps thing where they are yeah, yeah. Ed <laughs> an eddie murphy type of fucking thing no they just they just they just jump dimensions they are there in the they so they teamed screening. up. They've teamed up. <laughs> of course, Cal Drogo, analogous to uh, Murtaugh and Detective Lee. Uh, you know he's the calculating, stern, badass fighter, but he follows his own code of ethics, and ultimately he does Rude want stuff? justice and the betterment of his people. And I would maintain that if transported to the twenty first century, he would make the perfect cop. And on the other hand, we've got Aquaman, who is, of course, the, the Martin Riggs, uh, James Carter type. He's also a badass fighter, but, you know, pretty laid back. He's impulsive. He's sardonic. <coughs> uh, and as a superhero, he can also be uh, expected to do the noble thing. And, and his vastly different personal style pro uh, provides the perfect foil to Drogo's stern temperament. <laughs> so that's why they, they fit good together. Interesting. Aaron, who'd you pick? Goddamn, I didn't pick that. <laughs> so, 
I went with good old John McClane and Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So the way that I thought of this whole thing, it's going to be post-Civil um, War and superheroes... Post-Civil War? No, no, oh, post-Civil Mar- Marvel Civil oh, War. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant American <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know shit about that, yo. <laughs> Red Dead. Which movie John Clane are you picking? I do declare. Okay, yeah, so that's very important. It's going to be um, uh, the... John McClane from the fourth one with Justin Long. What was the name of that movie again? Live Free or Die Hard? Yeah. So what? That the one? worst one? <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. There's a rationale. So it's because I'm getting the 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 Father hard son. vet version of John McClane where he's kind of he's kind of the older person in the in the dynamic. Um, in my idea, this is gonna be post-Civil War and superheroes are now integrated into the police. So now they're getting partnered up with actual cops. You have John McClane getting partnered up with this rookie, Tom Holland. And now it's the same kind of dynamic of old vet and young hotshot. So everyone knows, everyone knows what both of these characters are up to. Like John McClane is the old school badass cop. He is he's kind of a mixture of Riggs and Murtaugh, I think. Um, and Tom Holland is just dynamic Spider-Man, like the incredible Spider-Man. So it's basically instead of Justin Long, you have someone who's yeah. actually charismatic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so now you have you have this idea that John McClane is, you know, having to work with a superhero who's just doing all this crazy shit, and then he's kind of, he's taking a back seat now. So it's a very different way that he approaches to how he does his crime shit. Um, Paulo, how about you? Uh, so I picked uh, Shaft, played by Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> yes. and I combined him, combined him with uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh. <laughs> so I got a, uh, a double fish out of water situation. Interesting. Uh, sort of like a, a nod to the, a nod of the capped demolition man where both of them have been uh, cryogenically frozen and uh, uh, thawed out in uh, the present day. Not the future, the present day. Interesting. So um, it kind of, it, to a certain extent, it neutralizes Robert Downey Jr. or Sherlock Holmes' uh, deduction, but he's still like brilliant at the same time because... Uh, like it's he's Who, who's the dominant huh that's, so they're two two <laughs> what? type what's so A's. funny <laughs> well that's the that's the problem like they're both very dominant uh characters i think sherlock holmes uh will be a little less dominant just being so like, so like, like the dynamic I'm will in be the 21st century he, he doesn't know what all these things are like he doesn't yeah. know what cars are wait but shaft like are you talking about <laughs> sam jackson okay, i'm going to go yeah. into this with the segments so yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll have a chance to do. Okay. That. Okay, okay, okay. Well, but yeah, those are the, that's who I got. This is not fish out of water. Like it is. That was yeah. Shaft, that that's a fish like, out of water. No, Sam Jackson as Shaft. That was like regular time. That was no. That was like the seven. Oh, okay. No. We'll yeah, jump yeah, yeah. right into right. the first scenario. <laughs> it is the first day that your two buddy cops are on the job with each other. So they've both been in the police force as long as you want to determine that they are. But it's the first day working together. They are on the LAPD, as all buddy cops are. <laughs> first uh, first scenario, it's 9 to 11 a.m. Nothing big going on. You're just on patrol. What's going on with you guys? Does anyone just start? Just start. Okay, so first of all, it's disastrous first day because uh, Sherlock Holmes does not show up. He's, <laughs> he's at home uh, taking some like absinthe or something. Uh, so Shaft has to for once be the mature one and pick him up from his house and he's gonna give him a bunch of shit for not like being a proper cop even though Sherlock Holmes is not a cop but um this this is our first uh our first big conflict 
and uh, it it really builds the scene where or the 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 picture of like how are these two ever gonna coexist, and then it leaves you like wondering that and like where are we gonna go from there? <laughs> Same thing with these two. So it's the first day. Um, we all know that Spider Man is a very he's he's a keen intellect, so he's very he's very on. I want to get I want to get jumping. I want to go. I want to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, he's a keener. Yeah, he's a super keener. So I see the dynamic being where where uh, John McClane's like, kid, just follow my lead. I'll show you the ropes. I'll get you. I'll I'll teach you whatever. But Tom Holland is just annoying as fuck, and that's his dynamic in the entire relationship between them two. And it's just him getting on his nerves about learning the ins and outs of becoming LAPD. He's Lou Getz, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Also similar to that, uh, I can picture um, Cal Drogo is... is, is... <laughs> Yo, Cal Drogo has an LAPD? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sheriff so, Shaq, so, so... yo. <laughs> His badge is like someone's tongue. <laughs> A piece of intestine or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so he also, because he's punctual, he's Dothraki, he's serious, he's stern. So he shows up for work. And Aquaman, he's fucking at home, uh, drinking like vodka straight out of the bottle, right? So Cal Drogo has to show up to bring him to work, but the problem is Cal Drogo speaks in Dothraki, oh, and so he's trying to be like, like, and and Aquaman, I can just picture being like, what the fuck are you saying, right? So he's, you know, so that's the start, and me, and then and then Aquaman, once he brings him on the job, once he drags him downtown, they're walking the beat. I can picture Aquaman with his trident and no shirt on. And he's just just walking around saying, so, "Hey, so, you're hot. You're pretty hot." And you know, as, as women are walking by, and Drogo just goes, eh, eh. "So that's what I'm." Call Drogo is the fucking Myrtle. Yes, oh, absolutely. Man. So why are Dothraki punctual? I feel like that's. Yeah, a, I know. That's like, where are you getting this from? <laughs> uh, character trait of the Dothraki. Well, well, well. Compared to compared to Aquaman, he's the the straight the straight. Fighter or the what the fuck am I trying to say? He's the shooter. king of he's the sea. He's a straight sea. shooter. Thank you. <laughs> hey, but he's a lazy ass king of the sea. Yeah, Come on, everybody true. knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't peg him as lazy. <laughs> I don't know. Let's well, say okay, fair. What, what have we seen him in? We've yeah. seen him in um, uh, Batman. Wait, what was it? Justice League. We've seen him in Justice League and oh, Batman ta- versus. Wait, sorry, Justice League. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and, and when he when when Bruce Wayne goes to recruit him, he's missed. He's he's just talking drinking and. If he's, you know what I mean? So he's he's like he's the, totally the Murtaugh. He's the core of the fucking thing. <laughs> As opposed to Cal Drogo, who is just Mr. Drogo Sherry. is cold and calculating, <laughs> all right? He would be there on time. Are you talking all about right? the book version of Drogo or the TV version? I'm thinking of the book. No, actually, sorry, I am thinking of the TV. Because, because everybody knows the TV. Wait, this isn't a movie character. <laughs> you approved it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> you have... You have 30 seconds oh to come God. up with a new character. Yes. Oh, shit. Dan had notes. <laughs> I had notes in everything. Dan had notes in everything. Dan had We don't have anything. Oh, shit. I got nothing. 10 seconds. You have to pick somebody. <laughs> Who would be good with Aquaman? Uh, who, else, help me out, guys. Be, help me out, guys. Who would be good with or Aquaman? Or they get to pick one for you. Yeah, we'll oh, work on this shit. together. Have to just, <laughs> who would be good with Aquaman? Who would be good with Jason Momoa? Uh, Annie from Annie. Okay, that's who it is. Annie. 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 Wait, so so Annie and Daddy Warbucks? That Annie? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Okay. Second scenario. (laughs) Fuck! I gotta tear this. We have we have a a candle over here, Daddy. Want to light that shit on fire? Yeah. Let's do it. 
Second scenario. A 1037 has been called in. And of course, everyone knows what a 1037 <laughs> is. A 1037 has been called in on the set of Avengers 4, where they are doing reshoots. I know your character is part of that. We're going to ignore it. <laughs> okay. So just assume he's there's a superhero movie being filmed in his universe. Yeah, yeah. But Tom Holland's been killed. Whatever. <laughs> um, so essentially, they've been called in. 1037 is a suspicious vehicle has been spotted on the premises. Your cops have been called into the scene. They see individuals with automatic weapons outside the uh, the warehouse where they're doing the reshoots at. How does that scene unfold for you guys? Well, <clears throat> well Annie would, would ask them uh, how they're doing, and she'd want to be friends. And, and she'd ask them if they have anything that needs cleaning, like their house needs cleaning or something. All right? All right? And, uh, and, and meanwhile... <laughs> Aquaman would just be going like, like face palming and being like, "What the fuck?" Is this shit? Uh, yeah, and he's a I, I do not see them hanging out. <laughs> and if they do, I'm questioning. Oh man, I'm questioning that relationship for sure. <laughs> oh, you guys, you want to go after you? Okay. Um, I feel like Tom Holland is guns blazing. He goes in, does his Spider-Man thing, and tries to disarm. While John McClane is like, what are you doing, kid? Like, just hang back. Let's scope the scene out a little bit more. And then it's, it's oh, do I get to keep talking about the scenario? Like, what happens if it, they weren't Assume suspicious? what happens next. Okay, yeah, so they're not suspicious. So Tom Holland jumped the gun, and he started fighting these people who are essentially just extras. And John McClane's like, yeah, next time, hang back, do some recon before jumping in. And it's one of those, like, lessons. <laughs> Okay, so a question about this scenario. So you said there's like suspicious people in a car With and they have weapons. automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. No other information. No other information. Okay, so um, naturally, so <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is still like shocked that there's all these cars and like all this technology. <laughs> there's planes flying overhead, so he's like trying to process all this information. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shaft, uh, uh, he just walks right up to the car. He like pounds on the door. He no, he breaks the driver's <laughs> side window. What the fuck are y'all doing out here? <laughs> Not realizing that this could be actually like some some bad some bad. Yo, what happens if they were terrorists, man? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shot. So these guys in their car with their automatic weapons are like shocked that someone just busted <coughs> the window. And holy shit, they start so like getting their stuff together. But Shaft pulls his. His uh, hand cannon and sticks it right up the nose of the the driver, and but he's in like a predicament. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sherlock in his like his genius, all his genius, he's like he's observed uh, this car. He doesn't know what how it works yet, but he uh, he realizes he he looks at some evidence on the car. Like there's dirt on the back of the car. These are unscrupulous people. <laughs> he goes yeah, to right. that, you know that like bullet time yeah, mode yeah, yeah. where he's like... Yeah. He's and you like, hear, you hear yeah. him narrating his, it out his loud. Voice, yeah, in his head. <laughs> dirt on the car. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Random equation that I have to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of molded this. Side note, I molded this after like there was a, a Pete Holmes skit. Uh, it was like a TV... like a Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did like how where uh, Sherlock Holmes is like a terrible investigator <laughs> and, and he's getting everything wrong but 
this is not that. <laughs> um, so but his yeah. internal dialogue is yeah. just all wrong. So, um, uh, so while <laughs> Shaft is like doing his thing with the with the with the driver, um, Sherlock uh, he takes a, a, a rag he finds on the ground. He plugs the exhaust of the car, and then um, he he gives Shaft the 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 go ahead. Just get out of there. And then Shaft is like, he's got four Shaft automatic weapons. Listen. No, he's got four autom- automatic weapons pointed at him. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna play it cool. I'll let you guys off with a warning this time. <laughs> so he, he backs away. And the car and then, blows up. And then they, they start the car, and then it, it explodes. Because that's how cars work. No, no. He, Sherlock puts a, a banana in the exhaust. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the banana up the Beverly exhaust. Beverly Hills yeah. yeah, and then it, it dies, and while they're confused, uh, they, Shaft pulls out they his gun. take down the rest of the, yeah, the, the terrorists. Shaft! So, despite your best efforts, these were actual terrorists. They were holding hostage the set of Avengers 4. A shootout has occurred. Most of the cast of Avengers has been killed, including Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel Jackson. Wait, what? This is, this is your Tom ultimate... Holland, this Tom is Holland dream. is dead. Uh, most of the cast who is not dead has run away. Elizabeth Olsen has been kidnapped by a yet unidentified bad guy. Remaining... You have Paul Rudd and Karen Gillan. How are you going to find out where who the bad guy is and where Elizabeth Olsen is so that you can save her? Wait, so Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel... Like, real Robert Downey They're Jr. They're dead. Basically, what you need to know is you have an empty warehouse full of dead actors. You have Paul Rudd and Karen Gillan left. They may be in on the plot. They may be in danger. They may be know some information you don't know but that's the information that you have how are your okay. detective cops gonna okay so so <laughs> so, so, so Andy, how is Andy gonna tackle so Andy, the sun will come out Andy. tomorrow <laughs> so Annie because she's because her her entire childhood was growing up like being basically like a cleaning slave thing type thing. thing. She she's she, <laughs> girl girl. So she is she's an expert at, at like looking at little stains on the ground, clean you know, and basically being like because you know she cleaned she used to scrub the floors and stuff, right? So she's able to just tell by looking at minute uh, 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 stains on the ground, dirt or whatever. She's able to follow that like breadcrumbs, <laughs> follow that to the fleeing suspects. All right, that's what's going on. <laughs> I have to give it to you, man. <laughs> like that, that's pretty solid. <laughs> All right, Paul, you want to tackle this? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> simple. <laughs> Sherlock Shaft. After oh. having dealt with uh, the the thugs in the car, he comes in. He sees Paul Rudd and Karen Karen Gillan. He doesn't know if they're on it, so he just beats the shit out of them and handcuffs them together to a radiator in the warehouse. They can't go anywhere. They're dealt with. He'll come back to that later. If they weren't in on it, he'll get chewed out. He doesn't care because he doesn't give a shit about authority. Meanwhile, while uh, Sherlock was uh, exam- analyzing the car, he noticed another one, a getaway van, in the back of the warehouse. So before, as he was getting his... Once he planted his uh, banana in the, in the first car, he set a trap for the, uh, the getaway van of uh, the, the Elizabeth Olsen's kidnappers. Um, and he's already um, uh, hand-to-hand combating uh, her her kidnappers with his like, like bullet he's time not, again. Just FYI, that's the next segment. Oh, you're just okay. trying to find out where they are. Okay, so he knows where they are. He's uh, he's standing in front of the van, of the getaway van, <laughs> like like this. 
Yeah. Hands on his. Or he's hips. like smoking a, a little oh, cigarette. Oh, that's right. He yeah. <laughs> okay, so in mine, this goes back into old school interrogation: good cop versus bad cop. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that John McClane is actually going to be the good cop in this sense, and Peter Parker, always trying to, you know get everyone's respects, he's going to try to actually go the bad cop route. He's going to string up, he's going to string up both Karen Gillan and Paul Rudd upside down and he's going to interrogate the fuck out of them and pretty much just beat them until, until they, they give all the Come information. Does, does he activate interrogation mode on his suit? <laughs> yes, yes. His voice comes and he's definitely out of character. But then this, at this point, this is when, when Bruce Willis comes in saying... I need you to tell me where they and, are. And Bruce Willis comes in saying, I don't think they know anything. <laughs> so it's it's Peter Parker trying to go out of character, trying to be the mean person, and Bruce Willis saying, no, you're wrong. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so before the final segment, I'm going to give you a little bit of what I was looking for in the first two segments. <laughs> As a reminder, we're talking about buddy cop movies. So, for, oh yeah. For for the second segment where the uh, the ten thirty seven was called in, what I was looking for was unnecessary property damage, because that's what happens in buddy cop movies. A blown up car is uh, is leading that segment. Uh, in this in the third one with Paul Rudd and Karen Gillian around, I was looking for that stereotypical third character like Frank and Men in Black. Uh, Leo gets Leo. in. Yes. It's like how how does you either seduce a damsel in distress because that always happens or have an annoying third character that you put up with to help get your uh, information no you just beat the shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. String him spider-man strings him up in a way <laughs> so and then just beats them <laughs> leads us into our our final segment here we have found out that the perpetrators are the olsen twins what? Oh, Upset what? with Elizabeth Olsen's success, they have kidnapped her and are threatening to kill her. Uh, they, you found out that they are at Disneyland, which is abandoned because they're having uh, maintenance or whatever. So the, everything in the park is still there, but none of the people. Uh, you have the full cast of uh, Full House, plus the Olsen twins, plus in the castle guarding Elizabeth Olsen are two clones of The Rock. <laughs> what the hell? No, your buddy cops are tasked with having this great finale where they go in and save Elizabeth Olsen. How do they get it done? All right, so Annie. <laughs> <laughs> so she she distracts everybody with uh, breaking out into song. All right, so she gets into one of her musical you know numbers. I don't know what the fuck any of them are offhand, but because I don't have any of this plan. But she breaks it out into song and it's distracts everybody. Not, no, no, I'm just going to give you Call Drogo back for the ending. Call Drogo back. And he has us. transformed into Call Drogo. Yes, sure. Wait, what? Call, oh, well, now I'm doubly not. Okay. So, so, uh, wait, so I get, I get Call Drogo back? You get Call Drogo back for the family. <laughs> Alright. Andy's more entertaining. Come on. Now I'm, now I'm, uh, yeah, now he wants to go with Andy if you want. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm Call Drogo kind of, could be your third character. Your third annoying character. I'll allow this. I'll allow this. Uh, I, I don't know. I okay. All right. So so Annie Annie ropes Cal Drogo into into helping her with the with the song. Out of and the goodness dance. of his heart. What? Out of the goodness of his. Yeah, heart. Yeah, because he's really a nice guy. Actually, he he <laughs> likes so Cal Drogo likes young gals. So we know about Cal Drogo, um, just a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. so 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 they they distract everybody, especially the Rock 
clones are particularly interested in the in the song. Uh, and meanwhile, um, uh, Aquaman does his badass thing, and he, uh, he I don't know, he kills some people with some some trident action. And uh, oh, there's a water there's a water park and shit at uh, at Disneyland, right? <laughs> So he summons he summons the fish <laughs> through, through the water uh, through, through the it's water like park. Piranha, double D. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they take out all the bad guys that way. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen is safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, I'll go. All right, so for some reason, I see a Marvel movie meets Home Alone. So I see John McClane and Spider Man going into Disneyland. And just sneaking around, just like how John McClane did in in uh, fuck franchise. What was it called again? Die Hard One. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's crawling in like yeah, the, he's crawling through the vents, the vents and shit like that. Shit. And Spider Man is being a sneaky fucking spider, just hanging in the ceilings, kind of scoping the place out. And uh, pretty much, it it it's a whole bunch of mini interactions with all these different thugs. So you see Spider Man fighting. Like, a whole bunch of people at once, and John McClane fighting one of the rocks. That's one of the huge climax scenes where the rock, one of the rock guys is, like, a lieutenant or something to to the Olsons for some fucking reason. <laughs> well, so, who better? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's one of the scenes. Like, you know how the sub-bosses fight, like, the, the sub lead yeah and that was a big thing in the in the diehard movies where he take down like the sub guy first definitely john mcclain versus the rock 100 percent. yeah and the climax climax is actually when the olsen twins are dropping elizabeth olsen and spider-man has to do some fucking crazy spider-man shit and save her yeah yeah like just like mary jane you know and that's how yeah 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 he's stacy that dies Oh wait! Oh, yeah, does he does he does he kiss her? Does Spider Man kiss her like like upside down? Oh wait! Oh wait! That's Tobey Maguire. Oh. Also, that's assault. He's just doing his job. He's not trying to kiss all these women. <laughs> He's just working, man. Follow. Oh, okay. So when we last left Sherlock, he was standing in front of the getaway van, thinking he had all, gotten it all figured out, but um, ju- like based on his like not lack of knowledge about today's world um the car just basically the van basically just rammed him out of the way and oh, uh, no. he's kind of like he's depressed because he's like i had it all figured i thought i knew it all uh but i was really like not prepared for this and then shaft gives him like a, a tough love uh uh pep talk he's like he's like slapping him he's like um <laughs> like you think you're hot shit because you know everything but guess what this is the real world and uh, there's real shit going on <laughs> i don't know he in true shaft form he gives him like some some tough love and then uh but like uh sherlock holmes is still like shell-shocked he's sitting on the ground all depressed sad with himself and he's like takes out a, a flask he starts drinking and then shaft is like right you you feel sorry for yourself i'm gonna go to disneyland and take care of these fools <laughs> <laughs> so shaft starts off on his own just walking into the entrance of disneyland you got the the cast of full house up on the the arches of the castle um shaft uh, takes them out no problem like just uh with his with his shotgun <laughs> he takes out the cast of full house one by one he comes oh, up i forgot about the castle full so house. did i <laughs> he comes up he comes up to the castle uh where the two rocks are uh are uh the two guarding rock clones are guarding the, the door damselins. so he starts he's like he starts fighting because he's out of shotgun shells <laughs> uh but he's getting his ass kicked he like 
knocked, he's like beating them. Like he puts up a good fight, but they're kicking his ass. And then in the nick of time, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes comes with his uh, blunderbuss <laughs> and uh, snipes the... He can uh, have a normal weapon now. He's a no, modern He doesn't know how to use him. No, he he's uh yeah he he knows how to use his uh, his musket. That's right. <laughs> so he, his, his powder gun. He, he shoots one of the rocks. Uh, the other one, being distracted, uh, gets a a knee to the nuts and then a knife to the throat by Shaft, who's on his back. Uh, and then um, Shaft uh, he busts in through the he, he gives uh, Sherlock Holmes a nod, he tips his cap, and then he busts into the the castle where he sees the Olsen twins. Uh, they are unarmed because they, they, like, banked so much on the, the clone rocks to, to stop them. So, but, uh, Shaft, he, like, he grabs both of them by, like, the scruff of their, their shirts. And he, like, gives them both a, a, a slap with one hand. A backhand slap in true Shaft fashion. Um. So good. <laughs> and, uh, and they, they take the hit and they're like, oh my god, I like that. So he what? Take, what? <laughs> and it turns into a fucking he takes orgy. Them, he takes them into he takes them into Minnie's Minnie Mouse's house and he shuts the door. Meanwhile, Sherlock Holmes comes in and he sees. Wait, them. does he go in with them? Yeah, <laughs> Shaft what? is in Minnie Mouse's house. I'm not part of this anymore. With the twins, and then Sherlock Holmes comes in and he sees this happen, and then he he, he works uses to free his powers of deduction. Yeah, he he works to, to free um, Elizabeth, on. and she's like, "Where did my sisters go?" And he's like, "I'm afraid your sisters are currently indisposed." <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. All right, that was surprisingly detailed. Did you know about this ahead no, of time? No, I didn't. Because that is so. Amazing. I was gonna say final final segment <laughs> is. Give me a one-liner as they kill the Olsen twins. <laughs> you can either stick with that one or whatnot, but you two give me a, a one-liner all right, all right. as you always so have. Drogo, when they, or when they kill one of the rocks. Okay, so at the very end, when the Olsen twins are killed, Drogo says, and so by this point, he's learned a bit of English. All right, he's learned the key words, the important By the words. end of the movie, <laughs> yeah, <he's>, Olsen... <laughs> He, well, he just kind of goes something you like... You can't give the punchline to the guy learning English, right? <laughs> yeah, sure you can. So he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, don't fuck with Drogo. <laughs> All right. Boom. Don't yeah. fuck with Drogo. And Bruce Willis just says, it's a full house, bitch. And that's it. <laughs> Paul, are you sticking with the one you got or changing it? Yeah, and um, at the end when... Uh, Shaft comes out of Minnie Mouse's house and he closes the door behind him. And in the background, through the door, you can see them like handcuffed together. It's so <laughs> fucked up. It's so like, fucked up. God, dude. <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 bitch. <laughs> he puts his glasses on, his sunglasses Holy on. Holy shit. He strides off. So and you know the CSI Miami? Yeah! <laughs> Rides off into the sunset. Yeah. Oh, Holy shit. fuck. Yeah. Uh, Paula wins that one. <laughs> I think so. No, I was actually going to give it to Aaron. Yeah. Uh, because you had, like, as much as the tropes matter, the story and the characters matter. And you had an actual plan between how your characters interact. So I appreciated that. I'm going to give that segment to you. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Victory. <laughs> to, to end off the episode, as we usually do, uh, what is a movie coming out soon that you guys are looking forward to? All right, so uh, I'm defining soon as next May. Uh, that would be... I'm really looking forward to Rocket Man. 
actually. Ooh. I think, uh, what's his name? Taron? Edgerton. Edgerton, yes. So I didn't think too much of him um, after um, after uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, I thought he was okay, you know, all that stuff. But then once I learned that he actually is doing all the singing, he's, he's, he's totally becoming Elton John. Uh, so to me, that's really interesting. That's, that's really tough. cool. That's yeah. you, see, you see the teaser trailer? That's him <laughs> yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Wild. Is he so, any good? Yes, he sounds just like him, which is really <laughs> cool. Anyway, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's mine. Detective Pikachu. Why? Of course. Why? Of course. I'm Asian. Because I grew up with fucking Pokemon. It's just good to see Pokemon getting a live action movie. That is pretty pretty cool. Just the novelty on that alone, I'm down to see it. I'm surprised with the production quality of that. It looks really cool. I heard about this movie for like a year and a half or so, and I was expecting like Batman Ninja level. Mm. Uh, But it's actually like, it seems like they put a lot of care into that. Uh, I, I just wish that it wasn't Ryan Reynolds. I wish it was a more... Really? I it wish seems... it was like they're banking on the Deadpool voice. Yeah. Like... I wish it was something a little bit more of a random voice. Like, imagine a Danny DeVito, like, voicing <laughs> Pikachu. That would have been dope, no? Like, I would have loved that. So, so, so Ryan Reynolds is too recognizable? He's too... No, like... it's, yeah, it's way too Deadpool. Like, whenever I hear yeah. his voice now, all I hear is Deadpool. So I can't, I can't associate Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Fair enough. But I do like the guy from... Or the kid from... Uh, Get Down slash Jurassic World 2. I don't know his name. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The guy who screams in Jurassic World yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, movie I'm looking forward to is Vo- or Vice with Christian Bale. Uh, same guy who did The Big Short, which is also the same guy who did Anchorman uh, directing it. This looks really funny, really good transformative performance by Christian Bale. Uh, 2018's been a little disappointing for me in terms of the best movies. And I think this is kind of the last chance I have for something being the best movie of the year for me. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to Vice. I'm looking forward to my uh, Shaft and <laughs> Sherlock Holmes crossover. It's not personally. getting picked up, bro. That's bull- <laughs> bullshit. Let's hear a real movie. I think that's going to be an awesome R-rated movie. <laughs> that's um, a G-rated movie. <laughs> where Shaft G. does the Olsen twins? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's I... It's in Disneyland, come on. The the uh, the re-release of uh, Schindler's List. No, <laughs> Schindler's List Two: Electric Boogaloo. There, okay, honestly, there's not a lot coming out in December that I'm super excited for. There's, I'm going to mention the Holmes and Watson movie with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley. Oh yeah, which looks fuck. like complete shit. It looks like trash. It looks so. Those bad. two are good together though. They, I have two. Yeah, they are good. So, as long as the trailer was just shit and the movie is actually good, which I'm pretty sure is not going to happen, uh, I have some curiosity behind that one. That's, yeah. Shaft and Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> we'll settle on that. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And until next month, see you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>